Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends, and welcome to another edition of the Bleed Lows Podcast. This week's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. If you're looking to wager on these national championship games for the NCAA men's and women's game, well, head over to betonline.ag on your computer or your mobile device to sign up today and you will receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use our promo code, which is BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, the network that we're on, to get started. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of your updated odds, info, along with player props and new contests throughout the year. It's the best source for all of your sporting wagering needs, including live betting and everyone's favorite, Vegas casino games and poker games. I like poker. It's super easy. To get started, just join today. Learn why everyone is saying Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. Bet Online where the game starts. Huge thanks to them for the support. Again, promo code is BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, the network that we're on. Huge thanks for all the support from Bet Online. However, this week, we have a podcast. We have a carnesada, and we have a legend that is joining us this week. We talk all things Dodgers. We talk all things Los Angeles. We even talk some movies. And you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what else we talk about because you need to listen to this because it is the legend, the one and only Danny Trejo joins us here in the Carnasada. So without further ado, here we go. This is Todd Lights, public address announcer for your Los Angeles Dodgers. And now, it's time for the Bleed Los Podcast with your hosts Alonso and Juan. And Alicia Del Valle. With the baby face gimmick in the sky, Roger. And this week in the Carnasada, we have the pleasure and honor to uh, have someone that puts it on for LA uh, at all times. Uh, really needs no other introduction. It's Danny Trejo. Danny, how you living, man? What's up, Holmes? I'm doing awesome. Life is good, and uh, you know, it's like it's, I keep working, and uh, uh, got great friends around me. Uh, I know Alicia Del Valle. What, what else? <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I mean, health is wealth, and you're and you're and you're chilling. So that's all that matters, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I I, uh, I had a what I had a, my annual physical, and you know, I got the blood blood pressure of an athlete. That's what my doctor said. So that's hey. cool. That's good to hear, man. Uh, well, let's let's get into it. Your Rams just won a Super Bowl, Ooh, and uh, and how how I mean, have have you stopped celebrating the Super Bowl win yet, or no? No, no we're still. My dog, my dogs are still still wearing this. Is my my dog shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my dog shirt right there. <laughs> did uh did you go to the parade? No, no, no. I was in uh from the Super Bowl. I actually left. And went to Syracuse, New York. So it was ninety degrees when I left. Right, nineteen degrees when I got off the plane. <laughs> well, and, and you had you had a part in that in that commercial that they did, the package that they did for the intro oh, yeah. for the game for all of Los Angeles. If yep. you haven't seen it, uh, definitely recommend you googling that. But tell us about that. How did that all come about? Through my agent, they they contract they contacted her. But I've been you know I've been a Rams fan for so long and. Uh, I 
I, I, I used to sneak into the Coliseum in 1957 when they were here. <laughs> you know, no, it would be, you was just like, because it wasn't like it was now, you know, it was just right. the, they didn't have that big fence. So right. you would just hide in the bathroom and Familia would come by and you would just walk in with them and, oh, look, that nice white family, they adopted that little Mexican kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, but that's, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, no. So we got, you know, we got in Norm Van Brocklin, watched all, all the, all the old guys, you know, but it was amazing. I, uh, I wanted to ask you, cause uh, one of the other things that you did that was Rams related is, uh, is you wearing some photos that, uh, that the homies at born and raised did with, uh, oh, yeah. with all the stuff with the Rams. Tell us about that. Shout out to hey, you know what? Hey, check this out. I was the first celebrity to go into SoFi. And because my cousin Gilbert, he worked there as an electrician. Of course. Building it. You know what I mean? And so, come on, no, come on in, come on in. And uh, everybody's yelling, don't take pictures, don't take pictures. That's all we did. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I got pictures of me when it was, wasn't even built yet. You know what I mean? And then, uh, uh, then when me and uh, uh, Spantos did that photo shoot for Born and Raised, uh, and besides that, I've been, I've been friends with, with Spantos since our our uh, Venice days, you know, years ago, and uh, uh, and and you know, so so we we did that born and raised there, right on the field. Awesome, uh, Danny! Congratulations once again to your Rams, our Rams, um, our Rams. I got to take my dad. I know you took your son, and what what you've been all over the world. You've been to all kinds of stadiums, all kinds of live sports concerts. Yeah. everything was that did that make your top three moments of of life <laughs> Let me i tell know you. you're such a diehard rams fan i mean you know when i because i went i went to i went to when they opened the the the, the cowboy stadium you know and in, in in uh arlington or where is it in i don't know texas in texas you know but but uh and it was i was amazed wow it was you know unbelievable but you could just about fit that stadium into SoFi. I mean, it was like the SoFi is just such a wonder. I, they, they got that's got to be like the ninth wonder of the world or something, <laughs> because I think there's eight. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> it's got to be the because it's unbelievable. I mean, the the ponds, the lakes, the you know, the only thing to top that is they put fish in the lakes because then we go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, this, uh, this podcast, which I just, you are, I am new to the Bleed Loss podcast. I just joined the fellas. Thank you guys. And you are our first guest. So this well, is kind of making a little awesome. history too. Well, we got a, we got a whole bunch of people watching it. Cause I, I posted on my face space or Instagram. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Gilbert posted his and, uh, uh, I was, uh, I, it's funny because they had me do the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Little Rock, Arkansas. What? And with Cheech Marin, <laughs> right? And I, kept, I kept telling Cheech, hey, don't tell him we're not Irish. Huh? And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he kept saying, well, shut up, I'm, I'm Mac Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Marin. <laughs> so we had a great time, but 
it's it we it's held in the hot springs, which is about a, an hour's drive out of a out of a Little Rock, and it's the we did the shortest parade in the world, but I got to go to a, a crystal mine. Oh. And I, I met a I met a friend, a really good friend. His name is a uh, James Zugas, Zugras, and and. Uh, He's got a crystal mine. He's got about four of them, but he took me to one. I actually dug crystals. I got one for you. It's up. But, but he's, he's had these huge crystals. Like he, he's got one as big as a Volkswagen, you know, and uh, <laughs> so the energy in his warehouse is so unbelievable. And if you want to get a, if you want to go crystal hunting, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's Avant Mining. Okay. You know, and on on MySpace or whatever, but but it's unreal. I mean, it was it was like a, it it hit about the top ten of my life things because I was actually digging for crystals, and it's a it's like an open pit mine, and you just walk down, and start, and they're all over, and it's like, I I I got a crystal about that big, and it was like I have no idea that that yeah. is it's funny, and it's, 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 it's secretary CJ she. Just no, no, dig over there, and she just got no, you know. I, I, I guess people are like just good at mining. I don't, I don't. Well, they say crystals have energy. Absolutely, and you know what? Cheech, Cheech, Cheech's wife found a crystal about this big, Mia. Oh, oh my gosh! Like unreal. So, did, did they ever figure out that you and Cheech are not Irish? <laughs> we didn't tell them. <laughs> Wait a minute, Danny. What did you wear? Because I mean, if you don't wear green, you know the tradition. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, no. I had a green hat. I had a green hat with a shamrock because I wanted the shamrock because uh, uh, I got my tattoos at Shamrock Tattoo in on, you know, Mark Mahoney on uh, Sunset. Oh, and so, uh, and so I said, here, here's a hat, shamrock tattoo. <laughs> well at the same time that again i'm still excited by your enthusiasm for life right i mean you still like the hardest working man in hollywood you're doing uh super bowl commercials you started your own record label trejo's music so now you're touring with your artists yeah it's and you still make time to go to dodger games how important wow. and you're from echo park right part yeah. of your well you know what i i i started off on Temple Street, Temple Street, uh, I was, I don't know, I ended up in Burbank with my aunt and grandma and everybody. And then I moved to Echo Park with my dad and my stepmom. And uh, and so I, I stayed in, in Echo Park till I got busted, really, until I, I got in trouble and they sent me to Texas. And I was supposed to stay three years in Texas and uh, I lasted three months. One summer, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I said, "Yeah, I'm gone." And and uh, and so my mom and dad bought a house in Pacoima, so I got raised in the valley. Right, and you're still in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah, Dad yeah, has I'm a about, lot I'm of love. Three miles, for about three miles from where I live. Well, I guys, um, I'm talking to the podcast. My my co-hosts. I'm gonna get used to saying that. Um, I see Danny at uh, a lot of sporting events and concerts, and this gentleman, Danny, makes time for. All of his friends. He doesn't even call them fans. He calls them friends. Like I'm making new friends. I mean, he takes pictures. He signs autographs. He's kissing babies. 
I mean, maybe Danny should run for president or something. <laughs> really good at it. <laughs> bad idea. They've asked me. They've asked me, hey, Danny, you know, let's run for council, run for city council. Are you, you don't know what kind of skeletons I got in my closet. <laughs> 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 wow. So I'm I've not read gonna... the book. I know some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> hey, hey no. Danny, I, I wanted to ask you, I mean, being that you're born and raised L.A., and I see you wearing my, that Rams hat. It breaks my heart because I'm a Raiders fan. Oh. Was there ever a time when the Raiders were here, back with Bo Jackson and Marcus Allen? Did you ever root for the Raiders? I, I you know what? I I root for the point spread. You know what I mean? When the Rams, <laughs> yeah. when the Rams were, were in wherever they where did they go? St. Louis, the Anaheim. Yeah, Louis, no, they went right? to Anaheim. Love I, it was the point spread and. Uh, and uh, you know, my bookie was, Hey, what's up? And now nah, you're the boards of bread, and so on. Uh, but they're back now, it's all about the Rams. You know? Well, but you, so you were here when the Dodgers moved to that. So when they moved from Brooklyn to move to LA, you were here right from the beginning. How was it when the Dodgers first moved to LA? And do you have any memories of, of was, being you know a Dodger fan? You know, I hate to be like political, okay. But the Dodgers were, and baseball in LA was kind of a, a American. It, uh, <laughs> it was kind of, can I say white? Can I? Say of course. White? Okay, yeah, it was. It was like that was because, you know, now when Fernando came in, I'm sorry. It was, we used to joke that it was a, it was a misdemeanor if you got caught on the streets. If Fernando was pitching, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's when, when the Mexicans uh, and Latinos started going to Chavez Ravine, you know, all and uh, and that's when everybody became a diehard Dodgers. And so we all really, uh, Fernando, you know, just like, Fernando. he's the sweetest guy in the world. You know what? I was trying to get his autograph. And he was doing a radio uh, station there at Dodger Stadium. And I went to go in and they stopped me. I went, Mr. Taylor, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Nobody can. And it was a poor little old man stopping me. So I'm okay. All right. I'm not going to argue with you. you know? And so I, I said, okay. And, uh, and he was like, you did. but you know what? He went in and told Fernando that Danny Trejo wanted to talk. Fernando came out. And I was like, shot. You know what I mean? Whoa, and we hugged him. Oh, I got a picture of me and Fernando. And it was like so cool. You know, yeah. I did, man, that's like, so he's you know, he's like a humble guy. He's not like uh I don't have time, you know, but but uh but really he brought he you know he brought Latinos in in into Dodger Stadium. So you just said the magic word on this show, Danny. Whenever anybody brings up Fernando, we gotta ask. How do you feel about the Dodgers not retiring his number? I mean, shouldn't Fernando Valencia's number be retired? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, come on. He was one of the greatest. And like I said, he, he was there. I forget what you call it. What do you call it when they, a franchise? He was their franchise player. You know what I mean, I don't care who else you bring. I don't care who else you bring. Nobody brought in the fans like Fernando.
Mm-hmm. He had Tommy Lasorda wearing a sombrero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> hey, hey, Danny, did you, did you ever go to the games? When I was younger, I always used to hear stories about the left field pavilion, that it was rough out there. Yeah. It, was that true or was that yeah, people over-exaggerating? All of them. No, it was, it was all of them. It was like when... You got to remember when they used to sell the big bottles of beer. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, it's just so much fun. And it's funny because, uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing to, to sit back and know, I watched this place get built. You know, <laughs> I can remember, I was just a kid and we used to cut school. And well, uh, the fourth grade or fifth grade, and and climb up uh, uh, the hills of Legion Park and go watch them build a stadium, and and it was like wow, we have a baseball stadium, baseball thing. But it really, you know, baseball wasn't wasn't the big game. The the big game for Mexicans at the time was was football, because you know, puro macho hombre, you know, and because we didn't play soccer here then, you know, and. Uh, but then when, you know what, I got to say it, man, when Fernando came out, you saw all them Fernando shirts running around East L.A. Mm-hmm. Fernando mania. Yeah. Yeah. They should have returned. Danny Trejo, the Los Angeles Machete legend. Machete said. Yeah. <laughs> Machete said, yeah. That's what somebody, somebody posted from Ukraine. Says, Machete, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, and I was actually, I was going to ask you about that. That's a solid segue. You, you, I mean, I was jokingly telling my wife earlier, you know, that we were going to have you on. And I was just like, I think I'm just going to call him Don Machete and just see what he <laughs> says. But you've embraced that, you know, that, that character, right? Like you've embraced being known as Machete. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, like, you know, cause there's a lot of guys actor wise that you hear that they don't want to be known as like this one character, right? You, on the other hand, you full-on embraced it. What kind of made you come to that that decision? Well, usually, like, movie stars don't want to be a character, right? And, right. Uh, and movie stars suck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they do their title sons of bitches. I hate them. And actors, you know, I don't care. I don't care who you embrace me as. Just come on, see me. Come and watch me. You know what I mean? And, uh, and... I mean, it, literally everybody, you know, machete, you know, and, and uh, I did a Super Bowl commercial where I was Marsha Brady and I'd walk into Home Depot and all the Mexicans, what are they, Marsha? He's <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, but I mean, you, you, I mean, to be fair to you too, you also had other legendary roles. You know, you've been in Heat, which is one of Juan's favorite movies. And it's my favorite movie of all time. And I, I got to ask you later on, Danny, I have a question about Heat, but I'll, I'll let Alonzo finish. <laughs> and in your, in one of my favorite movies of all time, I, and, and these guys know, I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of movies. My wife gives me a lot of shit about it, but Blood and Blood Out is one of my favorite movies. As a matter of fact, Miklo is my Apple ID picture for everything on my phone. I'm not white, but he's, <laughs> but he's still like my picture for everything, right? I, I had to teach him how to act in prison. <laughs> <laughs> but then you also hear the lore that comes with, with you, right? Where, you know, you, you, for the most part, you know, for lack of a better term, you're pretty no bullshit, no nonsense with like the, the Hollywood kind of stuff. You, you are who you are. And, and I appreciate that because also, you know, I operate the same way. I am what I am. But obviously, I'm not anywhere to the lore of, you know, Danny Trejo. But with that, I'm sure some people maybe think that you're rough around the edges when you get on set. How do kind of people deal with you when they find out, oh, this dude's chill? 
You know what? It's like I had a I had a director once tell me that how do I do it? You know, she says, Danny, you go from being an insane, crazy murderer to playing with a puppy. You know, when I say cut, you know, I'll play with them because yeah, like a, a lot of actors got to like stay in character, you know, and uh, you know, I've had to pull a couple to the side and say, look, hold up, beat you to death. You don't understand. I don't, you know, don't be talking about give me the fucking salt. You know, I'll, I'll slap you. I'll slap you soon. But because they they want to stay in, we're eating lunch, Holmes. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, and, and so, so, you know, it's like, but, but that character, I was that guy. You know, I'm playing. I was that guy. So, so I don't want to be that guy. That guy's, that guy's hurts. That guy, that guy's in pain. That guy's scared to death and can't, can't, uh, can't show it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what, you know, anger and, and anger is nothing but fear turned outward. So, so for me, uh, I, I, you know, the character, you know, I love the paycheck, you know what I mean? But, but I, I, I won't stay in that character. You know, the minute, the minute he says cut, I will grab a baby. You know what I mean? And then just, <laughs> because, because, because babies. <laughs> and, and it's so funny that I see guys, you know, they're like, oh, come on, man. You know, I see these guys that are Hollywood, they want to be hard. I know, man, your name would be Miss, you know, in prison, you know, and, uh, and, and it's so funny because most of the movie stars, you know, I mean, not like De Niro, not the guys that are real actors. De Niro won't let you call him a movie star. Really? You know what I mean? You're, no, 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 no. I'm an actor, please. I'm not that. I'm an actor. You know what I mean? Neither will Pacino. Neither will Val Kilmer. You know, those are the big guys, right? Right. They know, you know, they're actors and we're working. But the guys that think they're movie stars, they, you know, they they're, think they're entitled. You know what I mean? And they do one karate movie and all of a sudden they're karate experts. You know what I mean? They do one, they do one cholo movie and all of a sudden they're home young. Shut up. <laughs> well, and, and you know what, from you kind of switching it on and off, you know, there's the, the famous story of when you were filming blood in blood out, you went back to San Quentin and you saw someone there that was having issues with drug addiction and you were able to help him get clean. That, those sorts of stories, because again, you, you talked that, about it. Hey, that guy, that guy, Mario Castillo, he's he, my assistant right now. We've been, he's been my assistant for about 20 years now. You know what I mean? I don't know how long ago we did Blood In, Blood Out, but I, I, I ran into him in Quinton. And I, I, you know, I just, I couldn't believe it because at the time, Quinton was the Northern Reception Center. So, right. all red, all red. And then I look out on the field, I see two blue pair of shorts and two blue shirts. And I'm thinking, what? Is this guy nuts? You know what I mean? Because you can't do that, you know? And, and so I had to jack him up. Hey, what's up? You got to represent home. He was from Baldwin Park, right? And they're known to be crazy. Yeah. But they got the first In-N-Out burger there. And so... <laughs> and My so, hometown, by the way. Yeah, I said, all right. And so, but he was wearing blue on 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 a red yard, you know. And and I go, what's his name? Nah, you know, we had a couple of fights, but you know, as long as we're not getting in people's faces, they're all right, you know. So, so, uh, but we talked, and I told him about it, and I ended up. I guess he did two more stretches. And I did 
ran into him eight years later and, and, you know, he was working in drug abuse and that's, you know, I was still working drug abuse. And, and, uh, and so then he, he got sick and we, we, come on, we'll stay with him. We, we moved in with me and we, he's been my assistant ever since. So when I leave town, he takes care of everything in the pad, you know? No, but, and, and, well, and I know community is important for you. Like you still, I mean, you are, you still put it on for LA anywhere and everywhere that you go. Right. Yeah. How, and again, you, you hear all these, you, you said so yourself, a lot of the stuff that's happened for you is in direct correlation for you helping somebody out. Everything, everything that you're able to good. recognize that because it shows how good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. Everything that's I got in the movies. I had I was working with a kid and he was saying, Hey, come on, let's be an extra, let's be an extra. And they were the pays like 50 bucks. And one night he called me up, hey, come on down, Dan. You know what? There's a lot of blow. 1985 is when there was cocaine was rampant on. On movie sets, come on! I went down to hang out. No, so I I went down to this movie set, right? Hang out with this kid, and to find out that my agency was going to send me down there anyway. But uh, it was a movie set of a movie called Runaway Train, and I walked on the set. In the middle, I walked on the set. This guy asked me, do "You want to be in this movie?" And I said, "What do I got to do?" And he said, do "You want to be an extra?" Jokingly, I said, "Extra what?" <laughs> he, said, he said, can you act like a convict? I'll never forget that. And I said, let me see, I'm thinking San Quentin, Folsom, Solidad, Chino. I'll give it a shot. And uh, I'll try. <laughs> and so, I, so they give me a blue shirt. I took off my shirt. I got that big tattoo on my chest. And he said, leave your shirt off. So I'm standing there without a shirt. This guy, I see this guy come running, jogging towards me, like looking at me. And he goes, hey, you're Danny Trejo. I go, yeah. He said, I saw you win the lightweight and the welterweight title up in Quinton. Then I snapped who this guy was. I said, you're Eddie Bunker. We used to call this guy the brain because he was the captain's clerk. And that's the most powerful job in, in, in the joint. And, uh, and he says, oh, hey, Danny, are you still boxing? I go, no, I'm training. I'm 40 years old. He said, uh, you know what? We need somebody to train one of the actors how to box. And now they're going to give me 50 bucks for acting like a convict. And I told Eddie that he, uh, he laughed because we'd been doing that for free forever. You know, and he said, uh, he said, they're going to pay you 350 bucks a day. And I said, how bad you want this auto beat up? I said, no, no, God, I wasn't making that a week. Holmes. I thought he, he was pissed. At I'd have done it for another 50 bucks. And he said, uh, he said, you got to be careful. This actor's high strung. He might sock you. And I said, Eddie, for 350 bucks, give him, uh, 320 bucks, give him a stick, homie. I've been beat up for three years. And, uh, and uh, I started training an actor named Eric Roberts, how to box for the movie Runaway Train. And Eric had done a karate movie. So, you know, he thought he could fight, you know, but. It was like, so I, I showed him how to look good. You know, you didn't show him how to fight, but, but uh, Andre Kozlowski, the director saw and, and, and saw that I, I you know, the good contrast between me and Eric and, uh, and that I, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, well, I wasn't asking for a latte, you know, I was just <laughs> glad I was getting paid. You know? And, uh, and so he hired me, he says, you fight. I'll never forget. Cause he came up to me and goes, Denny, you be in movie and you 
fight Eric in movie and you be my friend. Because he was Russian, right? A Russian aristocrat. This was his first American movie, Runaway Train. And he says, and you be my friend. And when he said that, having a prison background, when somebody says, hey, be my friend, it's like, wait a minute, what, what does that mean? You know, you think I'm going to shower with you? You're crazy. So, so, so it's like, then he leans over and he kisses me on both cheeks and walks away. And I told Eddie, I told him, look at Eddie, I'm going to train the guy for 320. But if I got to kiss the old man, I want more money. <laughs> and, then, and then he told me, no, he's Russian. I didn't know they kissed. But he gave me a SAG card. Now, when I found out what he did, shit, I went over to his house and washed his back. You know, I could, <laughs> being in SAG, it's like, that's it. You know, I get paid 320. Well, not that it's gone way up, you know, but every time I step on a movie set. So I, I, for his 75th birthday, I he invited me to Russia. I went to Russia and uh, I've been to Russia three times and I've been to the Ukraine twice. And uh, oh, I love the Ukraine, man. God, man, I met some great, great people in the Ukraine. I met the president. I met the Skulls, a motorcycle club there that's really good people that are fighting right now, you know, and they're holding their own. Wow. But that's how I got in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and you've done, <laughs> you've done pretty well. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I, uh, well, I know I've, I've been killed uh, more times than anyone in film, in the movies. Wow. And when everybody tries to clown me about that, I go, fool, means I got paid a lot. <laughs> Danny, uh, Danny Trejo here with us for uh, for a few more minutes. I wanted to ask you, Danny. Uh, you were in an Enrique Iglesias music video. Of of all the things that you've done, that one's kind of one that stood out to me because I didn't know that until uh, until I looked at your uh, your filmography. But how did that come about? I'm just kind of curious because I well, was not thinking Enrique Iglesias and Danny Trejo well, in the same in the same thing. I did a. Uh, Enrique, was it Enrique or is who's the son? Who's the son? Yeah, yeah, Enrique, he's the son. Yeah, because I did a movie with him. He was in uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and God, I used to love to tease that kid, right? Because uh, <laughs> no, because uh, he's a good, nice kid and classy too, man. Just really, he's like one of the guys that uh, that 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 stay grounded. You know, what I mean, it's like. Uh, he doesn't think that I, I don't know. Say I, I, he knows he's blessed. You know what I mean? Instead of saying, "Oh, I did this," he you know he's got to give Biosito credit. But but uh, when when he got out of the limo in Mexico, right? When we were in in uh, 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 where were we in San Miguel Allende, I think. And and, and uh, he got out of the limo. Everybody started cheering, right? And uh, and I, I looked at him and I go, "Are they yelling?" Danny Trejo, are they yelling Danny Trejo? And he's kind of like, Enrique, Enrique. <laughs> they say Danny, and he laughed. He just gave me a hug. And but he he takes everything as a joke. He's not like, you know, all hung up on himself. And that's was what's so cool. And I kept teasing him because he was rehearsing and really working hard. <laughs> and I was like, hey, you don't have to do that, old. And he goes, No, no, I want to get it. And so like. Like I thought, wow, get on, you know. I mean, just because that's what you got to do—put in the work, you know. what I mean, but 
you know, I mean, he's, he, I mean, he's a pop star, you know. The, yeah. And yeah. so I said, you don't have to do that. No, no, no. So he was, he, he'll rehearse with, you know, with the extras. Well, and that's why I found it so interesting that you did a music video with him. Because again, oh, yeah. you don't think Danny Trejo and Enrique Iglesias when you think exactly. of a single, but here we are. Yeah, yeah, he did that. Yeah, dude. You know, and besides that, it's like, man, I did a, I did a music video for a band called Starcrawler, and uh, my son shot it. My son's directing music video, Gilbert Trejo, and he directed me in a movie, and uh, it's gonna come out pretty soon. It's called. Uh, from a son and uh and he was directing and i have a i'm a man looking for his son right not knowing that my son's overdosed and died and uh his girlfriend is taking me to his grave and then and i'm supposed to like cry when i really realize that he's dead but you know i was thinking of you know doing the john wayne Okay, bro, go, you know, that kind of cry. But no, you know, all week he kept showing me pictures, baby pictures. Look, dad, remember this? Hey, and papa, remember this? Remember when we were in Venice and we did this? And, and so when it, when it came time to do the scene, I had all that stuff going in my head when they were babies. And so when she, I asked this girl, did you kill my son? And she goes, no, he, I loved him. He was my only friend. And she started, and I started, but I, I couldn't do the job. It came, I had mocos. You know, you're that kind of crap. No, I, I went, don't laugh, fucker. I, could, I, I couldn't stop. I, my little baby in Venice Beach, and God, it's like, I, I looked at him and you little shit. You know what I mean? Because he, he had to tear down that, you know, that, you know, machismo, because we got into it, man. And and uh, when he when he said, cut, the crew was crying. Aww. You know? And it was like... <laughs> and, and then he kept teasing me. Wow, you're really an actor, Dad. I, Shut up, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a blessing being, being directed by my son, you know? And so it's like, I, you know, I, I, my kids are all doing great. My daughter's as an executive, I don't know, for doing a, some kind of, uh, what do you call it? Not management, uh, when you're publicizing things, you know. So. PR, public relations? Public, yeah, public relations for a, uh, a company that just started, so she's doing pretty good. A lot of women run it in that industry. So good for her. Yeah. See? Yeah. So I wanted is to. A, is that a war album behind you? Yes. Wow. My record label. Hey, we dropped. No, listen, we dropped uh, an album called uh, Trejo Soul Collection. And on the last record, I was kidding and I was singing a song by war. I was saying from San Jose to East LA. I'm a motorcycle rider, a freeway flyer. I'm an outlaw, baby, just an outlaw. And Bash, my partner heard me singing, baby Bash. And he said, Danny, let's put all that on the album. I said, shut up, fool. Why not? I'm a singer, you know what I mean? And he goes, no, but but you're but you got a bunch of people that'll uh, for fans. So yeah. so you'll hear me on on that record. We got some great, great artists on that. We got we got Trish Toledo, uh, Baby Bash, we got uh, Coda, 
We got uh, Frankie Quinones, watch out for your calzones. And uh, <laughs> that's what I call it. And then uh, we got Tara New, we got Twixie, we got Jasmine or Emmons, and they yeah. kill it, man. I mean, they, it was so funny because. You know what? Oh, she's awesome. Uh, looks she's like awesome. and sounds like Selena. But but when we went to, we did a, when I was in uh, Arkansas, I didn't know people were listening to that record, but people would, would look at me and go, from San Jose to East LA. I go, Arkansas? <laughs> I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to stick with that because that's where I was going to go with you can do anything you want, Danny. You do anything you want. So if you want to sing, you're going to find a way and you did it. If you want to <laughs> record label, you did it. Trejo's music, right? And right. I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to go with something my uh, co-host mentioned. Community is very important to you. Absolutely. And you are you don't just use Trejo's music to feature young up-and-coming artists or or artists that you've grown up loving. It's everything that and more. I would like to tell my co-host about recently you taking your artists and friends of yours, other artists, to perform for the unaccompanied children that walked from Central America, from Mexico, and are being housed and taken care of in Pomona, in Long Beach. I was lucky enough to be part of that group. And gentlemen, when I tell you the emotions um, of seeing these kids uh, from, what was it, Danny? I think seven years old to 14. Yeah. Oh God, you had some four-year-olds. Four-year-olds. Okay, four, yeah, we're like, not baby babies. And I think yeah. the cutoff was 17. But the point is, Danny put on a concert. Um, it was awesome. There, it's one of the proudest, most humbling things I've ever done in my life is watch you with your artists entertain these kids. They were dancing. They knew all the words. Um, some of them were brought on stage. It was just one of the most yeah. memorable yeah. things have done. And how did that, I shouldn't say how it happened because I know you have friends in high places, the mayor, the governor, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, what made you want to do that? What did you just see it on the news and say, I want to go entertain these kids or? Yeah, I, actually, that's how it happened. I just, you know, because I knew it's like, you because first of all, people were, you know, well, you know, how can parents just drop their kids off? How can they, well, they, people didn't understand, you know, there's a war. I know there's wars other places there's a war going on in south america and it's with the with the cartels and and parents because they're taking kids they're trafficking kids you know what i mean and so parents are dropping their kids off to get them away from that you know because they'll at least be safe here and so but people were telling me, man, some of these kids haven't even smiled since they've been here. They know they're in a different country. They know they don't have any hope at all, you know, and they're here. So when we were seeing them smiling, I mean, there was a couple of times I had to turn around because I'd start crying. That little girl singing along with Jasmine, the Selena song, you know, and and, uh, and it was like just so amazing to watch them. And, and uh, God, the caretakers and the counselors dancing and singing. Yeah. It was a very, they were very joyful days. You had kids yelling at you, machete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Signing soccer balls, jerseys. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. Was it, was, it, it was like, if nothing else, that was on the, one of the top 
things that I've done, but just just the feeling of, of, of really bringing some joy into somebody's life. I just life. wanted to make sure that you, I gave you your props because we weren't allowed to take news cameras in, uh, right? And you, you, you have to protect these children and protect the premises where there's a lot of people working hard to, to get them asylum here and stuff like that. So I won't keep talking politics, but I wanted to make sure and give you the love due because that was the most, those were some really beautiful days and you used your powers for good. And Trejo's music is still, uh, you're still growing it, right? It's like a baby music label, but look at you guys are touring. You were just with Bobby D. Um, are we going to see Bobby D. Bobby D is good people. Uh, I want to see one of your artists singing the national anthem at Dodger yeah, Stadium. I know. I, Wouldn't that be awesome, guys? No. I'm <laughs> pushing for right now. It's like, uh, all right, we got, because yeah, we got, we got uh, uh, artists, all my artists can sing both. English and Spanish, so they know the 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 national anthem in Spanish too. Yeah, so that would be so awesome. <laughs> I want to ask you one last question. Um, this week, I I was there when you had your Trejos Tacos pop up in Dodger Stadium. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's not there anymore because it was a limited time, right? Like a limited event. But the Dodgers just announced, Danny, that they are going to have Taco Tuesdays this upcoming season. The mariachis are there full time. Yeah. Now they're going to have Taco Tuesdays. Are we going to see Trejo's Tacos we're come back? We're definitely going to get in there. Dodgers better let us in there. I'll, hey, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it outside the stadium. <laughs> uh, you've been warned, Dodgers. Don't upset my chat there. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, you know what? I got... My mariachis, every time I let Twixie sing with the mariachis, they want to hire her. You know, she's like, you know, hey, and so uh, uh, she's unbelievable. We we did yesterday for uh, Live and Die in L.A. And uh, it was uh, under the Sixth Street Bridge. And wow. they killed it. They stole the show. Wow. I hey, bet. Danny, um, I, I wanted to congratulate you on your book, man. Oh. I... Uh, I, I read this book in three days, and honestly, I was at a softball tournament all day yesterday. I would have read it in two days, man. It is it is a page turner. Uh, I was so fascinated. One of these, there's a quote in there that stuck with me, and I found it very very inspiring. And it was, "You can't keep grace unless you give it away. You have to be of service to others, even if you don't get it. Even even if they don't get it, you will." Is that is that your original quote, or did you learn that? That I was so inspired by that, man. I just know in order to keep it, I got to give it away, and I've been blessed. And to whoever's been given so much, you know what? So much is expected. So it's like, like you know, for me in the neighborhood, it's like I will. I, this is me. I wake up every morning, dear Heavenly Father, let me help people today. Let me sign every autograph. Let me take every picture because what a blessing you've given me to make somebody's day just with a, a picture, an autograph, you know, and, uh, and it's funny. I gave a, I gave somebody some, uh, what do you call it? A, like a, a, a homeless guy on a freeway, you know, and I gave him some money, the Vietnam vet or something, I don't know, and I gave him some money. And who I was with said, why did you do that? I said, uh, made me feel good he said yeah but you know that might be a front i said i don't care you understand it made me feel good 
Do you understand? And it's like, what he does with that money is up to him. You know, I, I won't give it to a dope fiend. It's real hard. If I know somebody, unless they're sick, you know, you got to take them to get, get, get high. But, but it, it, it's, it's about, I hate to say it, it's about me. It's about, I'm, I'm, it makes me feel good. Do you understand? That's the blessing, not giving the money. You know what I mean? And the good Lord has, has made us human beings to feel good. You know, so if I don't want to feel bad, if I, if I want to feel good, I got to stop doing the things that make me feel bad. No, absolutely. I, it, the thing is, it, and, and for those of you who haven't, this book has been out for a while. Those of you who haven't read it yet, it's called Trejo, My Life of Crime, Redemption in Hollywood. It's available anywhere. You can get it on Amazon and make it easier for you. Trust me, read it. It's definitely worth it. Danny, I have to ask you, the guys mentioned it earlier. My favorite movie of all time is Heat. Okay, I love that movie. I when it came out, I ditched school to go see it because I had to go see it. I gotta ask you, man, that scene, your your death scene in your book, you said that you and De Niro worked it all out. When you say they got Anna, man, I, I don't think you get enough credit for how good of an actor you were. Can I ask you, working with De Niro, how did it feel? to have someone like De Niro treat you like an artist? Because in your book, you talk how people would look at you as a convict, right? They look at you, they don't look at you as an artist. Like they didn't value your opinion. And here's Robert fucking De Niro, man. And he's working with you on a scene like that. You know, it's like when I asked Robert, hey, Bob, you know, hey, Bob, I call him Bob. Hey, Bob. You know, what do you think? And he said, you know, I think you're already dead. Dan. He kind of spelled it out. You know what I mean? And and for a split second, I'm, eh, I don't think so, Bob. I think I want to try. But, you know, it's, no, I, I know this is the man. And so we we did it. It was the most iconic death scene that, that, that there's been. People have said that's just so iconic. And and uh, and I, when I ask about well, where's my Anna, you know, it's like I, it's like he, I, he, he said you have to feel that. But let, let, let me finish. You know, we we did that scene, and it was one of the most iconic scenes of that time. And uh, and then when we asked Robert De Niro to be in Machete, and he agreed to be in Machete, right? Well, when I met him the first day on the on the on the scene on the set of Machete, because we used to joke about being number one on the call sheet, right? Because, hey, you're number one. I used to tease him, you're number one, you know, on the call sheet. And, and that means you're the lead, right? And so on Machete, I was the lead, I was number one. And I met him between two trailers, hey, Robert, what's up? He goes, he goes hey, you, number one. You're number one like that, you. And uh, I'll never forget, I was tongue-tied, right? I says, can I get you some coffee, Mr. De Niro? <laughs> like, just like, and it was, we laughed. You know, <laughs> you know let's get some coffee. We went and got some coffee. Because, you know, how could I call myself the lead? You know what I mean? With Robert De Niro, the hell. It's like, you know, thank God he made that movie. But but I'm so, so proud to be working with him. And I was, I was proud to be in heat and, and, uh, Michael Mann says, "Stop stealing scenes." And, uh, and <laughs> I because when everybody made a little speech, and then Robert De Niro asked me, "What about you, Trejo?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And <laughs> everybody laughed. Got to make a speech, you know. And uh, 
Sure, and, what the sure, why not? Michael, Michael Mann knew my uncle Gilbert. He met him in, in, in Folsom, right? And and uh and so uh because he was doing a movie called uh The Jericho Mile. The Jericho Mile, right. And he had to he had to talk to the 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 Mexican leaders. <laughs> the union and uh and my uncle was one of them so so he talked to gilbert my uncle and uh and the mexicans came out to work then you know and uh and he he, he won't he won't plead guilty to it but he paid my uncle sag wages all the time they were doing that movie you know what i mean and uh and so gilbert made some some good dough but he kept calling me gilbert and he couldn't get away from that every time and so he changed the script three times. He gave me three different names. And every time they change a name, they got to write a whole script. So he cut down a whole bunch of trees, right? And uh, and then the last time he came out, Danny, you know what? Every time I look at you, I think of Gilbert. And it, it throws me out. Can I call you Gilbert? I go, yeah. So if you look at the credits, it's a Danny Trejo playing Gilbert Trejo. So my whole family cried when they saw that. You know what I mean? And uh, and it was like, wow, I was so honored because my uncle was a man. You know, I mean, he was he was awesome. When I first saw that movie and De Niro calls you Trejo, yeah. I was just sitting there going, man, they didn't even like try to give it. And then when I read your book and I heard the story behind why your character's name was Trejo. Look, for me, the reason why everybody goes, oh, man, why do you like that movie so much? And I was like, to me, it's a study in masculinity, that movie. And the thing is, there's two sides to that. There's the machismo side, and then there's the vulnerability side. And after reading your book, Danny, I can understand why you did a movie. You could do that scene, that scene with where my Anna is, man, because in your book, you are so vulnerable. And that is something that really surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. One of the things that I really admire about you is your loyalty to your friends and the way you talk about Eddie Bunker. Like Eddie Bunker, like I had heard about Eddie Bunker in that movie Straight Time with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And yeah. like Eddie Bunker was in a consultant on every movie that had anything to do with crime. Look, do you know on Straight Time, you know, the, the robbery when, when when Dustin Hoffman came in to talk to Eddie Bunker about the robbery. Well, in reality, my uncle was Dustin Hoffman. We did that. I was the guy standing over in the corner. In reality, my uncle went to talk to Eddie Bunker about a rock, because that's what Eddie used to do. Eddie used to sell robberies. You know, you get out of the joint, you need a score. Anyway, I got this, I got this, I got this. He would set them up, and then he'd just take a piece. And so I was standing over by the door, and Eddie asked me, do you got a wheel man? Yeah, I'm a nephew. I'll never forget that. And so when I seen that in straight time, I just couldn't believe it. I go, wow. Because he took, Eddie took a lot of things out of real life, you know, and put him, put him in there. Uh, one last one for me. I, uh, before we, uh, we throw it to, uh, to Juan as well, uh, to always end the show as we always do. But I wanted to ask you, you were on the mass scene. And, <laughs> <you> were, <laughs> and, uh, it, the, the whole story is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I've, I've only seen a couple episodes of The Masked Singer, and I don't know how they even think that it's an actor that they think it is. That's impressive all in itself. Um, but you were, you were the raccoon 
on uh, on the mass singer and you were also confused for a different actor that i personally wouldn't have confused you for which is danny devito who was another <laughs> hilarious human being but you you talked about how uh you uh, you know I, I heard a story that you just couldn't stop laughing when you found out that they guessed that you were Danny DeVito. I don't know even how that came about, but but tell us about the mass senior experience. How, how was know, that? It was just so much fun. And uh, and uh, what's her, what's her name? Oh God, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's like like I've seen her and I, I, I love her. She was she works with autistic kids. I so do I. I work with autistic children and uh, and so it's like I I when I did that I just like I was kind of flirting with her but but because of what she was and she was so cute when she she says uh why do i feel like i know you did we have a one night stand when she <laughs> said that i almost fell out man i wanted to say don't don't tell your husband you know but <laughs> <laughs> but uh but uh uh it was just, you know, that was just so much fun to do. And then, Matthew, what if you look through a picture of my dog, John Wesley Harding? If you see him, he looks just like that raccoon. He's got the same. So, I, yeah, I got to do this. We did it, man. So much fun, man. And uh, and uh, it was, it was, it was just. I got to say it, you know. Uh, uh, wow, thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny when I do stuff like that, I'll be, you know, I'm either somewhere and somebody will say, wild thing. <laughs> Danny, really quickly, explain your dog's name one more time and where that name comes from. Unless, gentlemen, do you know that name? No, I don't. Oh, well, Danny, John, one more time. John Wesley Harding was the meanest cowboy in the West. He <laughs> once shot a man for snoring too loud. I mean, he was just like vicious, right? And so John Wesley, my my dog, is like, we used to have a huge Rottweiler uh, lab mix, right? And every time I let John Wesley out, he'd go fight him, right? I mean, he's like, and John Wesley is like a little, little tiny schnauzer, <laughs> right? But I would have to keep him away from, uh, 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 open the door, Gilbert, let the dogs in. He would have to, he would have to like, Gilbert, Open, let them open the door. He would, he would literally. I'd have to pull him away because your castle would eat him. And uh, and and John Wesley is just—he's just unbelievable. Come here, John. Come here. Danny loves dogs and he loves his westerns. Hey, whoa! He, he stays up late watching westerns. I want you to. One time, Danny mentioned he was uh, thinking of remaking Zapata. Zapata. Well, you know what? It was a great movie. Because you didn't problem. think Marlon Brando should be a yeah, Mexican. Yeah, Marlon Brando played a Mexican. You know, so he was like, wait a minute. Even back then, we knew there was a slap in the face. But yep. I know nothing away from Marlon Brando. Great actor. Uh, come on, Holmes. You know I mean? Brown face. With brown. They painted his face with makeup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just funny, you know, and, and uh, so it's like, that one and another one. There's a northern called Valdez is coming, which is a great movie. Except for it was with uh, who played that? Uh, God, who parted the Red Sea? Sean, no, oh, Bert Lancaster. Uh, no, 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 Heston, no. Charlton Heston. It was Charlton Heston. Charlton, Heston. I think it was, I can't remember who did it, but but uh, it was like, come on, man. You know, it's like you guys are like, well, <laughs> We, we're talking with a movie star, right? And I want to talk, I want to stay with that theme. 
you love westerns. You have the power, Danny. No, in oh, there he is. <laughs> Hi, John. Oh. Nice to meet you, John. You look like the raccoon. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> but does he sound like Danny DeVito? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Uh, let me say this: that uh, uh, my son now is going to start working with uh, Wilbur Valderrama on some movies. So I think that's going to be really good because uh, they got Wilbur to play Zorro. So good and the first time a. Uh, 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 Latino, yeah, a, a Latino <laughs> playing a Latino character, go figure. On one of the podcasts, are on my inaugural podcast, I should say, I mentioned how I watched movies about the future and I was sad growing up not seeing Latinos. But oh. Danny Trejo, you just did the book of Boba Fett, which mm-hmm. is freaking awesome. I know, I was like waiting to bring that up. My daughter saw it before I got it, and we we're Star Wars fans unlike some of us on this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and we were so excited. My sister, was, I mean, my daughter was so excited to see you. Mommy, Danny Chejo's in the book of Boba Fett. And I, I remember texting you and I was like, Danny, you're doing Star Wars? You're like, oh yeah, I did Star Wars. Like it was no big deal. It's a very big deal to me and to Everybody. a lot of Star Wars I, yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten tech, <laughs> what do you call it? comments from Mexico, from uh, from uh, Guatemala, from from all over that, you know, because they go, well, one of them said, uh, finally, a Latino's going to space or something, <laughs> a Latino's in space. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to leave us here? <laughs> a big deal. I was very proud of you. I love That's it. Robert. Robert, Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez wouldn't do that without me. You know what I mean? It's like, better not. Yeah, he better not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I would just wanted to give you props on that and uh, also call out one of my co-hosts who's never seen Star Wars. <laughs> Listen, I, the reason I've never seen Star Wars is because I've never seen Star Wars. I, I've just, I've really never, I've not seen Star Wars or Star Trek. And, but it's funny because my wife has like a Boba Fett piece on her back because uh, yeah. she likes Star Wars. But I, I've, my apologies, I haven't seen it. But I mean, no, if, I'm teasing. If, if we have Cholos, I'll watch it. I mean, I mean, I'm down with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> before I throw it to Juan, before I throw it to Juan, I I uh I wanted to ask you uh when 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 you when you see those comments from all over the world, you know, now that you're, you know, because because you're a busy guy, but I know you still appreciate and you're still grounded, um, all those things. When you see the comments from all over the world, do you ever kind of sit back and just like, orale, machete made it? Like you, 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 you know, it, does it ever kind of register with you that way? Cause that's, again, you mentioned the Ukraine, you mentioned Russia. Th- those are all spots that in a million years, you know, uh, most kids from Echo Park wouldn't ever think of ending up and in, in even being known in. <laughs> even being loaded. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. I, you know, I sometimes it, like, when I wake up, I make sure that I'm not in prison. I mean, it's just like, you know, like to me, my life's a dream, you know? And so everywhere I go, I'm supposed to go. Not because uh, of I did it, because Diosito wants, that's where Diosito wants me. And everywhere I go, I always find somebody that needs something. I don't even, whatever it is, you know, when I'm like Gloria, my agent, everywhere I go, we'll, she'll book me into a, a prison or uh, 
a high school is having problems, you know, and uh, I, I went to a, a, a high school in Oxnard, you know, and it's the high school that when you get kicked out of Ventura, out of all the high schools, you go there. And we made a deal. I made a deal with them that, okay, look at the, this one classroom. I said, okay, the sixth top kids, you know, they got, no matter what you, what, in any school, you, in any class, you got six kids that just automatically get an A anyway, you know, they're just, but I said, you know, the, they're invited to go to my restaurant and with their families. And I said, and I want the teacher to give me the names of the six kids that did the best from now on till, till school is over, you know, and, uh, till this class is over. And I got six kids that were that it improved their grades that, you know, and so like for me, that's, that was the payoff. That was the blessing. That was a wow. You know, like to have not that kind of power, but that kind of God's grace to like help somebody improve, you know, and that's, that's what makes it for me. You know, um, it's like, um, I, they, I don't know. They, they were, you know, they were giving me all kinds of awards and it's like, okay, you know, but we've been doing this for so long. They just pitched a, a, a television series to me of helping kids and helping guys getting out of prison. And it's so funny because me and Mario have been doing that for years, Absolutely. you know, and sure, we can do it, you know, I mean, and, uh, and so, so it's like, uh, they told me a long time in order to be successful, you have to do things for other people and not expect any kind of reward. And, and the rewards come if you don't expect them might not come right away, you know, but there's stuff that's happened to me that I think, wow, I was, I was in Dallas airport and this young youngster, but he was about 26, right? He came up to me, big old youngster. Right. And at first I thought he wanted to fight. He looked, I'm looking for something to hit him with. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, he says, hey, I want to thank you, man. I said, well, what? He said, you know, when I was 16, you came up to Camp Glen Rocky. That was the camp that I was at, right? The forestry camp. And he said, you know what? And you talked and what you said that you said, I would rather shoot for the moon and miss than aim for the gutter and make it. And you know what? You know, I've been shooting for the moon. Oh, I got a family. I got, oh man. And, I mean, I was almost came to tears, you know, and because I got a pickup truck and a car, you know, and, and it was like, that's, that's Mexican right there. You got to have that pickup truck to work. <laughs> and a car. <laughs> hey, Danny, thank you for being so generous with your time. Uh, we're going to end the show the way we end all of our shows. But before I do that, I got to ask you one thing. Do you ever think what if you had a chance to pursue that boxing career? Because from your book, man, you sounded you sounded like you were a badass. You, you mentioned what? you had won the belt. Let me tell you, I did. When I came out, I had I started having a lot of club fights. You know what I mean? But club fights. Remember the He-Man competition? Yeah. Okay. Well, that used to be like the club fights, right? And 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 I started thinking, you know, I get paid. I you know, I make like you know four or $500 a fight, you know, but, but, uh, but the problem was that like you, I was 137, 140 pounds. And sometimes I fight guys 160. And, but it was like, 
when you start uh, uh, stuttering, it's like, wait a minute. So thank God I started being a drug counselor. You know what I mean? And, and I followed that. And a guy named Jimmy Pena gave me a sweetheart of a job, right? At the Narcotics Prevention Project. And so I worked there. And then I went over to a Western Pacific Med Corp. I'm still there. I still work there. I'm still a drug counselor. I work for a guy named Mark Hickman. He's the CEO. And we're going to meet in Dallas to, to one of the stupidest things in the world. The government that are, is trying to give methadone to the doctors. Like they can distribute the methadone. Like, in other words, doctors can start detoxifying parents patients stupidest thing in the world doctors are the reason we have a a, a pill problem right, right. You, you know what i mean the oxy what is it oxycontin oxy, oxycontin we got that going crazy who who prescribed that doctors you know what i mean and uh fentanyl same thing so it's like like so we're going and we're trying to go to you know we're meeting in dallas and we're gonna we're going to try to write it, you know, because it's like the free ticket. In other words, take the detoxes and the the drug uh, coalitions out and give it to the doctors, which is, you know, insane. Doctors, uh, you know, God bless them. But you know what? It's like methadone is, 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 is probably one of the best things to detoxify somebody with if it's monitored, you know. Now, doctors can't monitor you know what i mean yeah it's like they got i have too many patients you know, wait a minute i have to be in surgery you know hold on <laughs> this guy's got hemorrhoids you know so it's like, <laughs> it's like if you're in trouble you know and so i i god bless mark you know because like i said he we're, we're going you know for war you know well you own, look, on the show, we're all about the Dodgers, we're all about L.A., and we're all about the taco culture. We, we're all about taco culture. And being yeah. that you own a taqueria, you're the first guest that we have that owns a taqueria. I'm yeah. going to phrase the question this way, Danny. What is your favorite Trejos taco? And I know you have locations now. You have La Brea. You have uh, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, we have the Grove. Santa Monica at Farmer's yeah. Market. Santa okay. Monica. So okay, what's your favorite you know, taco? taco. Well, first of all, we have the best street corn in the world. Oh, it's delicious. And then my favorite taco, you want to know, is the uh, Baja fish taco. Delicious, man. And it's it's like uh, we have a, the grilled salmon. I don't like salmon, but I like our grilled salmon. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's like delicious. Our burnt salmon is awesome. And then... Uh, God, I like a bomb. <laughs> so what was the idea? <laughs> what what made you say, you know what? I'm going to open a taqueria considering there's so many tacos in L.A. You know what? You know, what? I told you that everything good that's happened to me happened as a direct result of helping someone else. I helped this director who had a low budget movie. Right. And he wanted to do it. And my agent kept telling me, you know, let's do it. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. I'm getting, I get 40 grand over here. What are you doing? Do a low budget. Come on. Lee. And she, well, you know, I think it's going to be so I, I, I went ahead and did the favor, right? Uh -huh. The damn movie is called Badass, turned into a trilogy, three movies. Made four times the money, okay? It's like, I made a bundle. and uh, But the first movie, I met a producer named Ash Shaw, who saw that I eat good food. I don't like processed food. And so he said, 
Why don't you open a restaurant? Jokingly, I said Trejo's Tacos because I thought a, a tea, tea and diamonds would look cool. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, uh, two movies later, he brought me a business plan. He said, here, Danny, about 12 pages. And I opened the first page. There was no killing. So I gave it to my agent. Here, read it. She just kind of says a no-brainer. And so we did it. We, did it. <laughs> we just awesome. did it. And we opened the one on La Brea. We killed it. Then opened the Hollywood. Opened uh, we opened Pasadena, but in the pandemic we had to close it because it was in the pan. It was in the Pasadena Playhouse. Oh, okay. You know, so when that closed, it's like it closed the whole building. Oh, speaking of that, you have them inside the Bank of California because LAFC. My producer <laughs> over here is a Galaxy fan. So all I got to say to you is we have Trejos Tacos at LAFC. <laughs> what, is the, what does the Galaxy have? The Galaxy has what? Churros from Disneyland? Come on, bro. We got, we got Trejos Tacos at LAFC. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Did you yeah. notice the silence, by the way? There was no rebuttal to that whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. Danny, Danny Trejo puts it on for Los Angeles, but not only is he an actor... Uh, a fine actor of that. He's a businessman that, again, puts it on for Los Angeles, owns Terejo's Coffee and Donuts, Terejo's ca uh, Tacos, <clears throat> does so much in the community, and we cannot thank Terejo's music. Well, music, too. Terejo's music. I, I apologize. And I sponsored a little girl named Senisa Estrada, who is WBC, WBA champ of the world. Oh, damn. Oh, I didn't know I, that. I never forget. Yeah, she was, you know what? They needed a sponsor. I said, okay, I'll sponsor you. Wear my logo on your shorts. So on my shorts, you see Trejo Taco. And uh, like I said, WBC, WBA. Damn, so, congratulations, man. Congratulations. Awesome, man. Hey, she can fight. And she's real pretty, right? So I got her with my agent. And I said, you know what? Let's make an actress out of her because you know, we can't we can bust up that face. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated. They call her yeah. super back. Super bad. super bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Danny Trejo, a man of uh, of many of many, uh, not only lore but just overall solid human being. We really appreciate you making the time to join us here in the Carnasada, and then hopefully we can have uh, some Trejo's uh, tacos here pretty soon. Absolutely. Let me know. Yeah. Okay. Just let Ali. Just let Alicia know, and we'll send them up. I appreciate that. Well, <laughs> on that note, thank you again, Danny. Appreciate the time, and we'll catch you down the road. God bless you. Thank you, Holmes. Go Dodgers. <laughs> ¿Qué tal, amigos? Les habla su servidor Jaime Jarrín, voz oficial en español de los Dodgers de Los Ángeles, con una recomendación muy especial y sabrosa sobre todo. Les recomiendo la carne asada. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Danny Trejo, huge thanks to him for all the time. And also huge thanks to Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today. For, to use them to wager whether it's the NCAA men's or women's games, whatever you want to bet on, go to that site and use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And for getting started, you will receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So check them out, betonline.ag, on your desktop or your mobile device. Sign up today. Use that promo code. Thank you again for all the love and support, rates, subscriptions, all that good stuff. You guys are the best. We love you, and we will catch you down the road.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please subscribe and leave a review to the Bleed Lows Podcast. The Bleed Lows Podcast is a Dodgers Beat production. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.